Hello, this is Rebel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, today is October 2008, so don't be confused by events mentioned on this program. My guest is, for the second time, speaker, motivator, and big-time loser, Philip McCluskey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, Philip. Uh, welcome back. And for those of you who don't know, please explain why I called you a big-time loser, Phil. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm hoping you're referring to my weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started the raw food journey um, almost two and a half years ago. And within two years' time, I went from uh, my max weight of 400 pounds and literally cut my weight in half. And by doing so, also found, of course, the, the, you know, the magical weight loss and, and such, but also found uh, a new me and discovered things about myself that I never knew and changed in jobs and priorities and uh, relationships and religion. And uh, so, although as far as weight loss, I've definitely released a lot of weight, um, I'm definitely, uh, I feel that I'm definitely twice the man that I ever was. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Um, okay, since you mentioned them, let's let's talk about relationships, because I was thinking about that before we started the interview. I said, hmm, I know you've got a lot of female friends. The question being, do, do you have one particular female friend? <laughs> you know, for some reason, on the way here, I had a feeling you were going to ask me this question. I don't know why. I guess that's the beauty of synchronicities in raw food. Um I don't have anybody particular in my life right now. I am single. Um, I guess, well, I'll give you the full download. I, I was married for six years and uh, in the same relationship for eight total. And um, a very amazing, remarkable experience and uh, still great friends. And now I'm just looking to cultivate um, the business side of this new transformation that I've made. And also just really kind of get out there and, and spread the word and really facilitate community. So I haven't thought so much lately as, as um, you know, being in some sort of exclusive relationship or settling down or anything and on those lines. I know it'll come in time, but um, just enjoying being present and in the moment and uh, just really meeting tons of different types of people from all over the world. And, and just seeing how this, this community and this raw food community is really just growing and expanding and um, just enjoying that time right now. So, yeah, nobody, nobody uh, specific right now, but um, having a good time. That's what life's about, isn't it? it sure is. And you mentioned business. Mm -hmm. um, I know you travel a lot, but I, I'm not seeing how you're creating income. So being the nosy person I am, I'd like to know about that. Sure. Well, um, I do it in a couple small different ways. Um, you know, I, I do have um, some Google AdWords, which I've been exploring with on my site. Um, I do have different sort of affiliate links on my site that go through different places. You know, one of them's more recently, I'll give you an example that people are familiar with, is the Rockathon that's going on and Kevin Gianni's program. But um, so I have, a, I have a handful of those. I, I also... Um, uh, I also help out my, uh, my friend Vanessa Barg of Gnosis Chocolate, and I refer people through there, and, and it's a company that I really believe in and, and you know, you know, believe in the integrity behind it. So I have a bunch of different things like that. Um, some of the places that I go to um, do pay me. Some of them don't. 
Um, either way, I try to get out there if it's if it's uh, you know just uh, an opportunity to get in front of a group that really needs some help and, and they might not have money at this time. Um, I'm still willing to step out there and, and sometimes I bite the bullet myself on that or sometimes airfare will be covered or what have you. But um, I like to really just get out there because I know that there's a need. And, you know, I'm just a big believer in, in karma and manifesting. And, and I know that if I just step into that position and do what I've been called to do, that the rest will follow. So, um, you know, and, and then with all that, I've had some savings that I've been working with as well. And, uh, but more, more importantly, I, I think I'm really putting my focus on um, finishing up my book this year and, and really starting to get that moving. I also put together retreats. Um, we've done some retreats in the past and, and getting lectures uh, to come and speak in the New York City area. Um, so that all, it's just a bunch of little things right now. It's mainly community-based. Um, we have a wonderful retreat coming up in Costa Rica, which is going to be exciting next month or uh, December 16th rather. So these are just little fun opportunities that I get to really just go out and play and make income from. Um, you know, I'm not buying my house in Malibu yet, but, uh, but uh, in due time, there's no, there's no rush. What did you do before you went raw and started this whole, uh, what, what do I call it, journey, journey adventure, yeah. it's adventure. Um, I started working for a hair products company when I was 19 years old. It was just me and the owner, and uh, we literally worked out of a second house in his apartment. Um, and the, it was it was kind of, it was a fun time. I got to learn what it was like to grow a business from the ground up. Um, literally, we had nothing to do. I mean, there was times we were just lifting weights during the day and, and just joking and sitting there. There's just nothing to do. It's just we're just starting it up and getting excited and finding out the internet for the first time. And I stuck with them for 11 years and grew the company and management position and pretty much did everything that that the owner did and and really facilitated a space for growth and employees and every single position possible, customer service in charge of that, in charge of warehouse and, and uh, you know, marketing and such. And it got to the point, though, where after I went raw, I just started to develop a passion for spreading this knowledge and, and getting this out there and, and just being a testimony as much as possible and, and letting people know that there was other opportunities in their life, whether it's job, whether it's weight loss, whether it's, you know, smoking or drugs or whatever your thing is that there's a way to break free from that and transform your life. And, and that became such a burning desire and passion in me that even though I had this amazing job and at that time was fantastic pay and benefits and this and that and, and been there for 11 years and really grew the company into a multi-million dollar company, I just wasn't happy. So I knew that I had to just step out on the water. And at the time, I didn't have any backup plan and family was saying, oh, you know, you have to make sure you have a job lined up. and. And, and I, I just became so unhappy in the situation that I remember thinking to myself one time that I would rather be homeless than spend one more day in this unhappiness. And so I knew once I had that revela revelation that I had to make a change. And that's kind of when I stepped out onto the water and decided to walk away from that and really pursue my passion. Well, revelations are always good. <laughs> Did you have fear? Um, you know, I had a little bit of fear, I guess, just from having that money mind that I like to call it, you know, always putting putting that as the focus first. But it really just went away very quickly as I just got comfortable speaking in front of people, um, which literally happened in one or two talks. 
and realized that this was my purpose in life. I think I had been struggling for such a long time trying to discover my purpose. And I knew my purpose wasn't to work at a hair products company forever. I knew that there was something inside me that was being birthed, something that was really just growing and something really dynamic. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And I, I even remember it was a burden that was on me. I remember crying at night at times, just like, why can't I figure out my purpose? And all these books started coming out about purpose, purpose. And I was like, I don't know, what, 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 what is it for me to do and in this world? And, and then the raw food thing came and the transformation came. And, and then I started to see uh, the purpose started to reveal itself to me for the first time. And uh, I just had to go with it and, and really just uh, jumped right into it without looking back. That's, kind of, that's interesting because you say things start growing in you, and at the time you were 400 pounds. Mm. And as things grew that way, you got smaller. Yeah, I definitely was, uh, I was giving birth to something, so I, I just think I had a big baby. And uh, <laughs> over time, I finally, I finally got rid of that 200-pound baby, and, um, and it's, been, it's been the greatest blessing in my life by far. What kind of, we, we, we don't have about a minute and a half on this one, and then we're going to come back to it. What kind of um, changes did people around you have to make when you were eliminating weight? Or did you find that people treated you differently? And um, I mean, did you not know who you were when, you know, when, when you were different person. It was great because I actually felt like I was starting to discover for the first time who I was. You know, I always had that inner person. I think that 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 still small voice that spoke to me, but I just used to cover it up so much with the weight and just being depressed and stuff that I never had the chance to listen to that. And so for the first time in my life, things became more clear than ever before. And I think sometimes people had a hard time with that. I had friends who you know, didn't even understand the vegetarianism, no less raw, and, and would try to like give me meat and stuff like that, and just joking around, and that was fine. And um, but after a while, um, because where I you know came out of in Danbury, Connecticut area, things were just really humdrum, and there's not a lot of big changes going on. So I think people even started to look at me like they didn't even recognize who I was. Not the weight loss but just the transformation of the person. And, um, you know, I even had some friends like who I hadn't seen in a while and they just were like looking at me in awe and they're like, I can't believe you lecture. I can't believe you speak in front of people. Cause I would have never had the confidence to do that before. And, um, and it's pretty cool because you know, it, it gives up people another, it gives people an opportunity to see something that's happened. And then they say, well, I can do this in my life. So, um, it's, I think it was a neat transformation all around for myself and for people that were you know, close and intimate with me. Excellent. We'll be back in one moment. Hi, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. In case you haven't heard the second edition of my book, how could you not have heard you hear? If you've been listening to Rockin' Radio, you've heard this. My Smoothies and Smoothies for Life is based on the raw food lifestyle, is now out as a beautiful soft cover with four color photos and as an ebook. I've added more recipes and two new sections, one about health properties of the ingredients in the book and 138 common health conditions and potential natural relief using the recipes in the book. I guarantee a container of smoothies every day will change your life. 
Now, check out my sizzling summer special. Forget that because this is October 2008 and I'm not doing that anymore. So there, just remember, surrender to the blender for optimal health. Yes, I do. I can edit this and I can stop and start all over again, but I don't do that with my show. So there. Please take the time to check out my websites, revelations.com, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive whatever latest ebook I have out and find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, and also books I recommend on Amazon.com. That's how we support this program. My guest today is... Philip McCluskey, second time here, and uh, Philip, you've been doing a lot of traveling. I think you've been on television recently. Yeah, it was a really fun opportunity. It's the first time I've been on any type of national program. Um, CBS ran into my website, um, Loving Raw, and they contacted me, and there's a show called The Doctors that's um, made by the producers of Dr. Phil, and it's a show with four people on a panel, and they all discuss what the latest health trends are, and they really try to help people out, and they also try to debunk myths and stuff like that as well. And uh, they were doing a show on the top ten health trends, and uh, it was fantastic because Raw Foods made that list at number seven. And you know, when I was there, it was kind of interesting because they were smashing everything. They had ear candling, and then they just smashed it and said, "Oh, it's not real." They um, they smashed the, the foot pads that remove toxins out of your feet. And uh, they even didn't give so many good high remarks for uh, um, colonics as well, which I was surprised at. But um, when they got to raw foods, they didn't have anything negative to say. They were 100% positive about everything. Um, there was another lady, Tigra, who was there who made 21 dishes, a dish for each meal for a week. And they all looked amazing. And uh, then I got a chance to do my thing. And they were all supportive. They talked to me after. There were people pulling up my website um, behind the scenes. It was just a real fun, fun event. And, uh, you know, you hear all the horror stories of what can happen when you're on TV and are they going to reverse things on you and such. But I didn't experience that. And, um, and you know, I don't, I don't believe I attract that into my life either. But if that had happened, I would be able to just handle it and be friendly and cordial. But uh, it, it was just a good time overall, and uh, I look forward to uh, many more opportunities. So on the show, I, I got to see it on the website. I think, um, give it to me, Raw put it up really quick. Mm. And I got to see that because I don't watch television. And the, the woman on the show seemed to have some hesitation about eating the food. What, how did that change? Um, you know, I think she tried something later on, and she said it was all right, but... I think her comment was, if I'm not mistaken, it's too healthy for me. So, <laughs> this is a doctor, right? So yeah, we have four yeah. doctors there, and three said it looked amazing, and, and, and one, of them, one of them even kind of you know, battled her a little and said, are you telling me that this isn't, you know, this doesn't look great? And she, and she said something like, it just looks too healthy for me. So, um, you know, I, the, the, the people there were great, but it, it kind of just shows to Goya, as I like to say. That, uh, you know, even doctors are still programmed with the old paradigm of thinking and, you know, if it's not steak and potatoes or if it's not some, something processed or something like that, it's almost unrecognizable now. You know, so many people don't even know what kale is, for example, or certain mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables. Um, no less want to take the time to eat them or prepare them. So I think it was a good chance to get that out there and just to show people that there are amazing looking dishes that can be made and you're just not munching on carrots all day long. 
Absolutely. And this, we're, we're doing this uh, interview just before a raw potluck for the Greater LA Raw and Living Food Potluck here at my home. And um, the next person I'm going to interview brought us some zapote. Is that how it's pronounced? Yes. yes. Wonderful. And that's, that to me is kind of a new fruit. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing I like about being raw and eating raw is that there's so many more choices now than there were when, I mean, they were there. Mm. But I didn't know them before. Yeah. And in order for us to get more variety, and actually for people who are cooked, I mean, get more variety by by looking for new foods and wondering what they are and finding out and, and eating them. What's what's the, what's the newest thing you've eaten besides Gnosis chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> which I say is the best chocolate around too. I agree. Wow. You know, the latest thing that I probably really enjoy, and, and not necessarily in the last couple of weeks or anything, but maybe in the last six months, has really been durian. Um, I tried durian maybe a year ago, and I had one little, you know, pillow, they're called. And, uh, you know, I was good with that, and I didn't go on beyond that. But, um, you know, one thing that I find with raw foods is, and this has happened to me a few times now, first time I tried kale, I thought it was disgusting. Third, first time I tried coconut water or the meat, I thought it was disgusting. But it got in my system. Mm -hmm. And then I realized later on, after that thing kind of was introduced, I went back to it and I realized, oh, this is fantastic. I mean, when I started the raw food diet, I could barely put down an iceberg lettuce salad and maybe with just carrots and tomato. And, you know, now you'd be hard pressed to find something that I won't eat. So uh, it was interesting. It got in my system. And then durian just became part of my life after that. I, I try not to go too crazy on it, but uh, we did have a durian party at the Raw Spirit Festival, and there was about 15 of them lined up, and and we sure did have a good time. But um, it's interesting, and I enjoy exploring and finding new things like that, because I remember pre-Raw, I would go into the store, and there were those other fruits and some things there, but I think I didn't even recognize it as something that was edible. Like in, the, yeah. in my subconscious, I was just, I think I, I just, my mindset was, you know, oranges, apples, and bananas. And, and that's the same thing that I would get any time that I walked in there. And, and it was just like, well, I don't know what those fruits are. And, and, you know, it was just kind of almost blocked out of my mind. And now it's, it's such, uh, I have such pleasure just exploring and finding new stuff. So it's been quite neat. Yeah, they didn't invite me to that durian party. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing because I keep hearing that about eating it one time and not liking it. And I had it one time a couple of years ago and I could not get that taste of kerosene out of my mouth for hours. Ugh. And somebody said it was probably not picked at the right time or it wasn't something, but... To me, I, I, I was thinking if you have to create a desire for it, or what, what they call that, you, you yeah. got to build a something tolerance for it. I don't think it belongs in my body, but <laughs> you know what? After hearing you, what you just said, I'm willing to give it another shot. I got to the point where I like it and I like the smell, and I don't even mind if it's in my car. So yeah, I, I think I, I think I joined the Durian Club along with Matt Monarch as well because <laughs> I know he's a fan, and I always used to tease back and forth and. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it now. Okay. So, so let's go take a step back. Since you were on the show, would you... Um, could somebody get that for me? Just grab it and just find out who needs a, directions. You might have to hit one. <laughs> Figure it out. Okay. Okay, now so let's just take a step back to when you... Um, after you were on the show, you said a lot of people went to your website. What's changed? What's happened since then as far as people wanting you to come and speak 
and really get out there even more. Yeah. I've had some, I've had a lot of local interest, um, you know, from the raw food community. Um, but I'm still looking to facilitate and generate some more national interest. Um, working on putting together some press packages right now. I just know that there's stuff out there. For example, I, I, I've set the intention to be on Oprah, and I know that'll manifest fairly soon. And, uh, you know, she just goes through her different diet phases and stuff like that mm-hmm. and brings in Dr. Oz, which is fantastic. And, and uh, you know, so it's starting to get more and more mainstream. I know she's done Raw on there before. Um, and even Victoria Botanko is now working with Costco's and doing a whole smoothie thing from what I hear. So, you know, it's starting to get out there for sure. And, uh, and I just want to get into the position where um, I can really bring that out on a national level. The great thing about being on the show at CBS was I felt 100% comfortable when I was there. It felt like I was doing it all the time. It was just a strange thing because I was standing on stage and they were ready to, ready to reveal me. And I was standing there with my back turned towards the audience. And, and I was just kind of voicing my gratitude to the universe or what have you. And, and it was just so cool because I, I thought I'd be nervous and shaking. And it was just, it was, it was actually fun. It was like going out and having a good time. And so, um, so I'm definitely open to those situations. And a lot of smaller stuff has popped up and going to different places. But, um, you know, on a big level, I, I would love to do that and also put together some more retreats. Because I, I think one of my passions, besides speaking and, and, and getting people together, is really getting people together in it in an intimate space where they're able to interact and grow. You know, one of the things that I hear from people the most is they don't have any support. You know, mm-hmm. they don't know any vegetarians. Nobody in their family supports it. You know, it's a, it's a wife doing it and the husband's not or mm-hmm. vice versa. Just getting people, because I see it every time. Anytime there's a, a group dinner or a potluck or somebody gives a lecture, everybody gets together after and starts chatting. And whether it's something simple as exchanging a recipe or something, um, you know, as linking up with somebody and changing phone numbers and be accountability partners and be able to chat back and forth, I think that's really, really important. So I've focused a lot of attention on uh, facilitating some retreats right now. Um, I, one of my talks in the last couple of months was in Alaska. So I'm looking to do also an Alaska retreat and, wow. and literally be able to drink water that's come from a glacier that's been there before pollution yeah. and have that go into your body and, and see what that feels like. Because it actually felt different when I tried it than uh, the normal water. But just kind of bringing out some, you know, getting people out of their comfort zone and, and really seeing what it's like to explore and even have foods in their own nature, you know, in their own environment, like like this Costa Rica tr- trip, just having things that haven't mm-hmm. been, coconuts that haven't been dipped and fermented and, and, and such, and just literally off the tree. And, and it's kind of a, a real eye-opening experience, you know, combine that with community and interaction between people. And it's, it's, a, real, it's a real home run. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with uh, Phil McCluskey, and his website is lovingraw.com. It's all one word, L-O-V-I-N-G, raw.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Revel, and this segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by MyPodcastExpert.com, where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars so you can learn how to do what I do for a minimal cost. You'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed. If you want to get your name out there as an expert in your field, create and sell product, meet great people, and just have fun, please check out MyPodcastExpert.com and tell them you heard about them from Revel on Rockin' Radio. 
We're back with Phil McCluskey for the last uh, segment of Rockin' Radio, and uh, you say you have a book coming out. What's that going to be like? Well, you know, I was tossing it back and forth as how I was going to do it. At first, I thought it was going to be an autobiography, um, really just explaining uh, my life and, and what it takes to get to that weight, you know, because it's, it's hard work to gain that much weight, and then what it takes to lose it. And um, really concentrating a, a little bit more, uh, you know, in a biography sense. And, and I've decided to switch it up, which is what's delayed it, because I really felt that it was important for me to include um, more tips and advice on the actual transformation. Um, you know, the story is great. The story is inspirational, you know, I believe. And, and so people have commented. But, you know, in the end, everybody has the same question. What did you do? Mm-hmm. And, and I always find that question rather tricky because, you know, I know a lot of people will just give a, a textbook answer. And, and my answer is not so textbook. I, you know, I don't have any program to give anybody. I don't have any outline or layout because I believe in intuitive eating and really discovering what's best for your body. And I can tell you what worked for me, and I'm happy to share that. But more importantly, I want to give you the tools to discover what's, what, what's, what makes you tick, you know? I mean, of course, I could say, hey, juice every day, do smoothies, have half your diet, you know, superfoods, you know, be a fruitarian, do natural hygiene, you know? And, and that may work for some people in some degrees, but it may not work for everybody. So, so it's really about um, getting in touch with that inner person and finding out what your specific body needs and, and, you know, is it a specific fruit? Is it more of this? Is it more greens? Do you do, do, you do better when you have smoothies or juices in the morning and skip a meal? Um, fasting, what's that like? Um, juice feasting, how's that work for you? So all the things that I've experienced, and, but breaking it down in a way for you to go through with some self-discovery. So you don't have to put your power into whoever the latest guru is or whoever the latest doctor is. You can kind of feel self-empowered and take that responsibility back so you can make your own decisions based on um, your own body and how you feel and, and using some guidelines to really create that. So, um, so it's going to talk about me and my personal story and transformation, but um, it's also going to move into a, um, an avenue for you to discover what your own thing is and be self-empowered through that. I think that's a great idea because there's a lot of things involved in whether somebody can do it the way you did it. it to also, I mean, culture, where they live. I mean, somebody in Alaska is not going to be able to do it as easily as somebody in Southern California. For sure. And, and a lot of people, you know, I switched overnight 100% raw foodist and, you know, haven't gone off since. But for me, you know, so many people say, oh, I can't do that. That's impossible. And, and that's fine. You don't have to do that. So that's just great. That's just another... Uh, a reason why we all should find out our own particular path and method. For me, it was simple. It was like a switch went off in my head and said, you no longer eat like this, now you eat like this. You know, I didn't have to struggle. There was no hardship. I didn't have any temptations. It was really, really easy for me to do. But it's not like that for everybody. And, and I think also I was ready at that time to make such a drastic, extreme switch. But, um, yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. I know some people who still have done it like that, and I know some people who take their time and, and work their way up and just slowly removing things from their diet and, and you know, increasing their salads and vegetables until they get to the point where they feel like they're at a maintenance level. Now, I know winter is coming. You're from Danbury, Connecticut. I'm from Bristol, Connecticut, and I know winters can be fairly harsh. What would you recommend for somebody? Because people will say that, well, it's cold, I can't get the fruit and vegetables, which I know in Connecticut you can now. 
But in some areas, it's a, it's a bit more difficult. The farmers' markets are not available like they are here in Southern California. What would you suggest? Because people will use excuses like, "Well, I like to be warm. I like that cup of hot coffee, or no, a hot hot tea, or whatever in my hands." What What would you say to them? Well, I do like soups in the winter, um, so I may put some ingredients in the Vitamix or the Blendtec and keep it on a little bit longer until it just warms up slightly. Um, so if you're looking to take the chill off, that's always fun. Um, you know, ultimately, the thing that I've always recommended to, to, to um, kind of combat being cold is something simple as putting on a sweater. You know, a lot of times we put all this extra responsibility on, on our food and say it has to warm us, it has to help us when we're depressed and sad and happy and this and that. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to do all those things. It's supposed to just nourish our bodies. So, yeah, if you're cold, um, you know, bundle up. And uh, so you can you can you can do some hot water and cacao powder and make yourself a little hot chocolate or something, or uh, or a warm blended soup. Or I know people who uh, you know having more nuts in the winter really resonates with them. It kind of keeps them grounded and and feeling good. Um, I think it's a good time to juice personally because um, you know it's it's just like Mother Nature is kind of cleansing and things are dying out and things are regrowing and it's it just seems like it seems like such a great time to take the opportunity to let your body rest from all the processing that it's been doing, all the fruit eating that it's been doing and the sugars from the summer and stuff like that, and just give it an opportunity to cleanse. You know, you don't have to go on a 92-day juice feast, but you know, maybe a couple weeks would be good for you, or a month or something like that is does an amazing job for the body. Great answer. Um, of course, I agree with it, so it's a great answer. <laughs> okay, one final question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I've spoken, you know, I speak with a lot of people in the raw food world. And when I started way back 80, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I started my interest in raw foods. And people were talking 100% raw, 100% raw. Now people who used to be 100% raw and who really advocated it are now saying you don't have to do that. And they themselves are backing off of raw food. Mm -hmm. um, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. And I found that because, I, you know, it's funny. When I first started this as well, I just figured all the big names out there were all just 100% raw. And, you know, you'd hear the occasional story that, oh, I walked down the street and heard so-and-so was eating a slice of pizza or something. Yeah. And, you know, immediately there's judgment. And, and I used to laugh at that. And I would be like, you know, 100% raw really is the thing. But I think that's just being really overzealous and, and kind of naive and just kind of feeling like you have the answer for something. And, and I came to realize later on that that's, that might be the answer for me, but it's not necessarily the answer for everybody. I mean, I know some people that just don't seem very grounded when they're eating 100% raw. They they do a little bit of, you know, like quinoa or something like that or, you know, some sort of, you know, steamed broccoli or, or rice. And, the, you know, it takes them to a whole new place. They're, they're fantastic. They're grounded. They're able to, you know, really do their thing. So I don't know why that's shifted over the years and why that we now have to do some things like that because I believe the original diet was raw. But I don't know why that's changed. But I do know that's the space that we're in right now. And, um, you know, there's no judgment as far as whether you're 100% or 80%. I mean, there are people that, that operate on 80% raw and look amazing, like 15 years younger. And then there's people that are 100% raw that look terrible. So I think it's really all about how you create your diet. I mean, are you just eating 
you know, durian for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or are you incorporating high greens, uh, you, know, you know, which I'm a real fan of? And, um, yeah, so there are people that do that. You know, there are people that, you know, still drink coffee. And, and you know, I'm all for making – I'm all for doing whatever makes you happy, to be quite honest with you. I'm not, a, I'm not attached to anybody's decisions. So if they're going to do that or if I give a lecture and, and somebody goes out and eat McDonald's after, hey, it's just your choice. You know, of mm-hmm. course, each choice has a result. You know, if, if you continue to eat like that forever, you may take off years of your life. But, hey, that's your opportunity to live out – this human experience in any way, shape, or form that you choose, and I'm here to support you through that. I think I'm more excited about being happy and eating food than than eating food with um, you know with any kind of um, negative thing on my mind or not guilt. wanting to do a guilt or anything like that. I'd rather you see eat the slice of pizza, be done with it, and then get back on and start again. You know, go back and forth. You know, it's all right. There is no guilt and condemnation in this. That's that's the old way of thinking. We're moving into a new place of self-acceptance and love. And that's what really is going to get you to the place where you're going to love yourself so much that you're going to want to feed yourselves the best food ever. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Phil. I'm glad you took the time to stop by. Phil is on his way now to another meetup. He's not going to be at my meetup. <laughs> but it's okay. He's got to go out there and speak and, and uh, do what he has to do and get the word out. I appreciate that you took the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, lovingraw.com. Go check it out and get to know Phil. If you know places where he can speak, if you've got a group or something, pay his airfare, pay his place to stay, and... Um, If you got the money, pay him, because the man's got the information out there. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Rebel Revity Singh. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. Bye for now.